Hello, everyone there. Welcome to the Ray Infinity Show podcast. I'm your host, Ray, and this is episode number 72. Yeah, I'm back. Like, I'm, I love doing the show, guys. Like, I, I'm just doing, love doing this. Like I said, it's not up on YouTube. This one won't be up on YouTube. This one will be up on Rumble and all the other podcast platforms. Can't go on YouTube for reasons that I'm not allowed to talk about. So, yeah. But let's. But other than that, like, um, my, the, uh, an update on my weight loss thing. I've so far I've lost 26 pounds, and I'm like, wow. Like, I'm just on a roll right here. I'm just losing weight, weight, and weight, and I like it. Like, I feel better. I look better. Like, my skin looks better. It, it feels more vibrant. It looks more vibrant. My hair looks and feels better. Like, my there's less pain, there's less pain on in my joints. Like, I feel great, man, guys. I feel great. I haven't felt this good in a long, long, long time. And I'm just going to continue to be working on this. So, yeah, because guess what? I got a lot more to go. But, yeah, but, yeah, it's a start. Like, it's worth doing it. So, yeah, like, if you guys are struggling with any with any weight things, I suggest you guys try intermediate fasting because that's what I've been doing. And it's been working great. And, like, and like, like I said, lost 26 pounds. I've never, I never knew, I never knew if this was even possible to lose this much this fast, but I did, and it's going great, guys. And when I say great, I mean great. <laughs> All right, let's get into the main topics here today. We're gonna bring up, I'm gonna bring up this article from Breitbart right here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this says uh, so Mike Pompeo, who is who we who also is struggled struggled with weight a while ago, and then he lost a whole bunch of it. So yeah, uh, even though I, I even though I'm not taking a little bit from him, even though I'm not really taking from him, I I congratulate him because like if you saw him before, he lost his weight loss. Man, he was a pretty big dude. He had a lot a lot on him, but he lost a lot of it, and it's been working. He's he looks much better now. And he says he feels a whole lot better too. So yeah, it's good. I congratulate him, buddy. But Mike Pompeo says Biden's Armageddon comments reckless. As you guys are aware, um, former Vice President Joe Biden made a comment about um, Armageddon and nuclear war, like something is vast, vast approaching on us. So yeah, let's. It, it was actually really scary when you look at it. So let's go look. Let's read a little more into it. <laughs> Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said on this week's broadcast of Fox News Sunday that former Vice President Joe Biden's comments warning of Armageddon in response to nuclear threats from Russia were reckless. And yes, it is reckless because you don't need to be talking about that. As a matter of fact, you should be we should actually be staying out of this Russia-Ukraine war. It's none of our business. We had no right to get involved in it. And now Russia's pissed off about this this exploded bridge that exploded, which probably the U.S. is the one that did it. Not Russia didn't do it. And I'm pretty sure the Ukraine didn't do it. it the U.S. was involved in it. I'm positive on that. I can't prove it. I just I'm just I, that's just what I believe. And by the way, Russia's all also pissed off that um we keep sending money over there to Ukraine, billions and billions of dollars. And not just Russia's pissed at this. I am, and a lot of other American citizens are pissed about it because our tax dollars do not need to go funding a war that we have no business um, in being involved in, and plus going to funding a country that has a very corrupt government, too. Yeah. yeah. At a fundraiser last week, Biden said, we have not faced the prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy in the Cuba Missile Crisis. 
Yeah, he's right. He's partly right about there. But but guess but guess what? You don't need to be making these kind of comments because guess what? You're putting fear into the citizens into um your citizens' hand, and that's just going to cause chaos. So you're you're trying. It's like you're intentionally trying to scare people, scare the citizens. Well, Biden probably isn't. Whoever wrote that speech for him probably is. So yeah. Discussing Russian President Vladimir Putin, Biden said, "I know fairly well." <laughs> he's not joking when he talks about potential use of tactical nuclear weapons. And guess what? Stay out of that conflict. It's none of our business. Let it go. If Ukraine gets taken over, let it that that's just just what it is. And guess what? That's none of our business. We should not be getting involved in those kind of foreign affairs. And plus on top of that, um like earlier, like there was a, a period in the earlier when the conflict first started of months ago, where Russia would have agreed they would have um, um backed out as long as as Ukraine never joins NATO. But guess what? The U.S. didn't and um encourage them not to go to the um, encourage Ukraine not to go to the peaceful talks. So guess what? That is on the U.S., not on Russia. That's on the U.S. As a matter of fact, I think NATO is, is corrupt, and I think it should be disbanded as well. Because NATO, all that's been doing is just um, putting more fear and putting more conflict ag against Russia, China, and all the other um, um, adversaries we have. It's just caught. That's just all it does. Like I said, I believe NATO should be disbanded. That's just my opinion. You can have different opinions than me, but that's just mine. Pompeo said, first of all, those comments were reckless. And yes, they were. Even more importantly, they did demonstrate maybe one of the greatest foreign policy failures of the last decades, mm -hmm. which was failure to deter Vladimir Putin in the same way the Trump administration did for four years. Like, like Trump kept um, Russia, China, North Korea, Iran, and all of our other adversaries at bay. Because guess what? They feared Trump. Yeah, they respected him because he was a great leader, but, but, they, but overall they feared him because... The guy was a wild card. They didn't know what he could do. So that's that's why they, they just stayed at, at bay during the entire Trump administration. He continued, when you hear the president talking about Armageddon as a random thought, just mussing at a fundraiser that is a terrible risk for the American people, he ought to be talking to us in a very serious way. And yes, the fact that you're talking about it in a non-serious way, almost jokingly, yeah. You should be at least talking to us in a serious way. Guess what? You would at least at least have people be prepared. But the way you're doing it, you're talking, making it look like I'm um, like, a, oh, it, it, you, could, you could scare some people. But like overall, it's just not a yeah, it's not a horrible deal. So, yeah, guess what? If if nuclear if nuclear war between the U.S. and Russia happens, the the world's done. The human race will end. Because guess what? The nukes that we have today, they are. Compared to the nukes that we that 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 we dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, those those ones can, back then are firecrackers compared to what we have today. It's scary stuff, man. Really, really scary. <laughs> Pompeo added, more importantly, he should be doing the things necessary to deter Vladimir Putin, and yes, he should. We've been here in October of '62 and other times as well. The American has pushed back by showing enormous resolve executing quiet diplomacy in the same way we did during our time in office. Mm -hmm. Making clear to Vladimir Putin, the cost of him using a nuclear weapon would bring the forces of the United States and Europe and the whole world against Vladimir Putin. I hope they're doing this quietly. Putin doesn't take the U.S. or anyone else really seriously, seriously anymore because of the, the embarrassment of the, of the Afghanistan withdrawal was. 
where we really had soldiers be a bunch of soldiers of our U.S. soldiers be murdered and all left behind billions of dollars worth of military equipment too that the Taliban just took. So it's it's incredibly stupid when you look at it. Really, really stupid. So yeah, Putin, Russia, China, and all of our adversaries they should be fearing us. And they and that's what they did when Trump was president. They don't fear us anymore with um with Brandon in the office right now. So you clearly see where this is going. <laughs> All right, let's watch this um let's watch the clip this clip right here so we can get a good idea of what the what's going on right here. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Mr. Secretary, welcome. Okay, um, it's not let it's not letting me play the video. I mean, it's letting me play the video. It's not letting me bring it to a full screen. So I'm just going to play it on the small screen right here, just so you guys can see. Back to Fox News Sunday. Good morning, Shannon. It's great to be with you. Um, let's start with that bridge explosion. Extensive damage. This is a key artery and supply line between Russia and Crimea. Who do you think is mm -hmm. responsible? And what's the impact on the state of the world, practically but also psychologically? Well, Shannon, it's hard to know. Um, my guess is that the Ukrainians had something to do with it, but we'll have to wait and see no, how they that didn't. unfolds. We do know for sure that this is humiliating, humiliating for Vladimir Putin. He, he built this bridge. You remember the pictures of him driving across it. It was one of their mm -hmm. great achievements. Yeah. Uh, I think it was 2018 when that bridge was built. So it's nearly brand new. And to watch it in flames, to watch the, <laughs> the rest of the supply lines uh, out of Crimea into southern Ukraine uh, be at risk is certainly something yeah. that uh, is a game changer on the ground in Ukraine. As Trey reported this morning, Ukrainians are doing phenomenal work at liberating town after town after town, and the Russian military is failing desperately. Mm -hmm. So I want to go back to um, the reporting also by Lucas from the White House about the president said Thursday night. Here's a little bit more of his report from the White House transcript. It says, the first time since the Cuban Missile Crisis, we have a direct threat of the use of the nuclear weapon if, in fact, things continue down the path they've been going. We've not faced the no helps to No thanks to you, Kennedy Biden. The Cuban Missile Crisis. President went on also to say he doesn't think uh, that President Putin is joking. He also says the administration's trying to figure out an off-ramp for Putin. Is there one, and would he take it? Stay out of the, the war. Oh, it's none goodness. of our business. First of all, those comments were reckless. I think they, even more importantly, they demonstrate maybe one of the greatest foreign policy failures of the last decades, which was the failure to deter Vladimir Putin in the same way that the Trump administration did for four years. When you hear President talking about Armageddon at a random, as a random thought, just musing at a fundraiser, that is a, a terrible risk to the American people if he truly believes that he ought to be out talking to us mm -hmm. in a serious way. Yeah. More importantly, he should be doing all the things that are necessary to deter Vladimir Putin. Shannon, we've been here before, not only in October of 62, we've been here other times as well. And America has always pushed back against our adversaries by showing enormous resolve, mm -hmm. executing quiet diplomacy in the same way that we did during our time in office, making very clear to Vladimir Putin that the costs, the costs of him using a nuclear weapon will bring the force of not only the United States and Europe, but of the whole world against Vladimir Putin. We ought to be doing that. I mm -hmm. hope that they're doing this quietly. Well, there's a lot of talk this week that what OPEC did uh, going against the lobbying of the Biden administration to say it's going to cut 2 million barrels a day in production is actually a big gift to Russia. Energy is a big leverage tool for them. Peace and Newsweek says this. If oil hits $100 a barrel, real possibility now, Russia will make a billion dollars a day. So how it's much gonna is going to hit 100, um, 100 pretty soon? Almost any, literally any time it will. This is a failure of American policy. Joe Biden is directly responsible for the place that the world finds itself in energy. And frankly, his party, the progressive left, uh, 25 years of thinking you were going to run the world on sunshine and windmills, Shannon. 
uh, we have the capacity for self-help here in the United States to improve not only as we heard the Saudi speak about uh, Adel Jaber talk about refineries, but we shut down a pipeline. Uh, we've made it hard to permit. We've got ESG rules that now deny the capacity to get American energy out of American ground for American consumers. This is mm -hmm. to, to point the finger at someone else, at OPEC or at the Saudis, is an enormous mistake when America has the capacity to produce we have more than the independence for its own country and, frankly, provide energy for the world as well. You know, there's a lot of frustration here in Washington with the Saudis over this this week. From the White House on down, uh, one of the top Democrats in the Senate, Dick Durbin, tweeted this from unanswered questions about 9-11 and the murder of Jamal Khashoggi to conspiring with Putin to punish the U.S. with higher oil prices. The royal Saudi family has never been a trustworthy ally of our nation. It's time for our foreign policy to imagine a world without their alliance. We all remember during the campaign, President Biden said they were a pariah. He said he wouldn't meet with the crown prince. Then in July, he was over there fist bumping with the crown prince. Then, sort of this gut punch from OPEC this week. Um, where does our relationship with the Saudis stand? Where should it stand? Yeah, uh, Senator's got it completely wrong. This is about putting the American people first. And to put the American people first means a mm -hmm. deep, important security relationship with the kingdom yep. of Saudi Arabia, as we have had for decades. Uh, we did it during the Trump administration. We have to we keep a good relationship Gulf, with Saudi Arabia. States. We, we, deep we just have with to. The Israelis. We made America safer. We made it less likely that American kids would have to go fight and die in that place again. Uh, they have been an important security partner. They should continue to be so. And the Biden administration has got the wrong end of the stick, and so does Senator Durbin. They want to cozy up to the Iranians instead of having good security partners in the region, giving them billions of dollars in this crazy deal they continue to pursue is a real mm -hmm. risk to the American people. More money, more nukes from Iran is bad for us. Well, let me ask you about that, because the AP has a headline talking about this administration trying to juggle the concerns over human rights issues and also that nuclear deal. It says Biden juggles Iran nukes as Iranian repression grows. Can he credibly side with the protest movement while also trying to salvage the languishing 2015 Iran nuclear deal that would pump billions into Tehran's registry, mm. treasury? Hmm. Shannon, common sense. You, you, can't, you can't have it always. You can't give them billions of dollars in sanctions relief and hope that the regime will actually respect its own people. And more importantly, you can't give them billions of dollars and think they won't continue to attack Americans, attack people in Europe, continue their terror campaign against Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a silly policy. And, and Shannon, as you, as you think about it, these are all connected. Those same Iranians that the Biden administration is giving money to are now providing weapon systems to the Russians to kill Ukrainians, mm -hmm. and they're doing it all with tacit yep. support from the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, the Biden administration, as well as, as well as weaponry that Afghanistan gave them, because they still because the they they didn't so keep all their America weapon all the weaponry we left behind. They sold a lot of it too. Is very real. Okay, uh, so many foreign policy issues to talk about. We could do an hour or two of this, but I want to make sure that we get in about the Taliban because word this weekend that a top CIA and State Department official both were in Doha to meet with Taliban officials, first time face-to-face -face since a U.S. drone strike took out Ayman al-Zawahiri. Um, under the agreements, you know, you negotiated and enforced during the Trump years, um, he should not have been there, but they say it was a strike on their sovereignty and violated international laws. How do you think that conversation went this weekend? Goodness, I, I have no idea how that conversation went, other than I hope what they did was make clear to the Taliban that the behavior that they've engaged in violates the commitments that they made and that there will be real costs. Uh -huh. that, that's harder to do now, Shannon, now that President Biden made the failed decision to withdraw in the way that he did. It's, it's more difficult to impose costs on them. Yep. But we should be clear. We are never going to let terror emanate from that place again, and America will use the full power that it possesses to prevent that from happening. It's what we did yeah. for our time in office. When we negotiated that deal, we knew they were in violation of the agreement. We
Oh, sorry about that again, guys. Like I said, audio will always keep cutting out. There's nothing I can do to stop that. There is literally nothing I can do to stop that. It's it's just going to keep doing that. Like I said, I, I'm I'm sorry about that, guys. It, it that's just going to keep happening. There's nothing I can do. There literally is nothing I can do. Yeah, I mean, one oh one second. Oh yeah, come on, come on. Hopefully, hope. Seeing if this is working. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got it back up working out. Okay. It's officially up. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Like I said, that's just going to keep happening. There's nothing I can do to stop it. It just, it, it's just going to keep happening from now on. Like, there's nothing I can do. But like I said, I, I finished. I, we don't need to re- watch the rest of that because there was literally just like 30 seconds or something left in there. So, yeah. Well, I guess, but like he was right. He was right about a lot of that. Like um, Biden's Armageddon comments. That's putting. That's that. That's literally. It's almost like. In, it's almost inviting conflict. Almost inviting it in. Because like um, like you're, you're saying like, hey, you're not. You know, he's not. He wasn't saying it in a serious matter and wasn't and was only saying that some random event. And then that's that's all. That's almost like inviting it. Like um, and, and he wasn't even saying it seriously. So you're inviting violence. Almost. It's almost like he wants to go to war with Russia. That's that's what it seems like. So who knows? Things are getting scary, guys. And when I say scary, I mean they are getting scary. So yeah. <laughs> All right, now let's move on to the next topic right here. We're talking. This is going to be an article from the Daily Caller. Give me one second. I'm bringing this right up. Mm-hmm. As you guys know, um, Kanye West went on um, Tucker Carlson's. Well, I believe. Well, he Tucker Carl. He did an interview with Tucker Carlson a few days ago, talking about a shirt that he wore called that said, uh, "I'm not sure if I'm gonna say, should say that right here. Uh, I'm not sure if I should say what it was said on the shirt because I don't want my channel getting in trouble just in case. But it said, uh, but it said something mattered. I'll just leave it at that. I probably will say it in this article, but I'm just not gonna. I'm just not gonna say it out loud right here." Okay, and like he was ridiculed for it, and he went on Tucker. He he had an interview with Tucker and to talk about it. So here we go. In this, in the in the headline of the article says, "What was the point of having a voice?" Kanye West claims he was bullied by Hollywood for pro-Trump views. As you guys know, um, Kanye West is a it was it was a was one of, is is a Trump supporter and is, a, and is a friend of Trump. So, and he was ridiculed for it. And like a lot of people who are who are allies, especially anyone who's in Hollywood or that or in the music industry that are allies with Trump are ridiculed. Or if the fact, even if they don't aren't friends with him, if they at least support him, they're ridiculed and they're attacked for it. Hmm. Kanye West claimed Hollywood bullied him over his support for former President Donald Trump during an interview with Fox News host Tucker Carlson Friday. Let's read a little more into it. It drove me crazy not to be able to say that I like Trump. And yeah, it does drive you drive you crazy. Think about it. It's me. Imagine me not being able to say what I wanted. West told Carlson during the second part of a two-part interview, what was the point of being famous? Really is not much point. What was the point of having millions of people love your music? What was the point of having a voice if you can't even use your own voice and connect it to your own opinions? That's where the disconnect happens. Yeah, right. You can't even have an opinion on this kind of stuff anymore because of it. Yeah. During the first part of Carlson's interview with West, which aired Thursday, the rapper denounced Planned Parenthood and claimed claimed half of Black Death was due to abortion. And yes, it is. 
It was West's first media appearance since he he and conservative comment, commentator Candace Owens wore something. As you, I think I'm not going to something matters. I'm not going to say that here, but I think you guys will know what it is. Shirts at at Paris Fashion Week. It was really scary. Like I do believe they matter too. I believe I believe they all matter. That's just all my opinion. I'm just not going to say what that what the shirt said. I just don't want my channel getting in trouble just in case for it. Like, but like I said, like if you're if you are if you're a Trump supporter and and if you are in the industry, you are attacked, ridiculed, and everyone hate, all of a sudden hates you for just having an opinion. Literally, just having an opinion, everyone will hate you no matter how popular you were beforehand. You've got something you are thinking about. You are told to you are not allowed to say it in public. Well, I never actually told people that I liked Trump when he was running because I was bullied by Hollywood. A lot of people were, West said, adding that he often held back on views in an effort to preserve his then marriage, marriage to solace an influencer, Kim Kardashian. Hmm. Because I stayed in Hollywood and people say, think about your kids and I'm trying to hold on to the marriage. So I'm just biting my tongue. Yeah, you are just biting your tongue. There are so many fathers and mothers that go to work every day and they are in a situation where they are biting their tongues because they think it will be better for their children. That happens all the time now. It, it's, it's, it's been skyrocketing in the last few years. It literally has. Even me in my position, I was biting my tongue on my political opinion because I was thought it would be better for my children. Look, it, it wasn't necessarily bad that you did that, but... You still, you still did it. Like you kind of didn't have a choice to, because you didn't want to bring any more drama than you there, there would be anyway. All right, all right. So then uh, we'll watch this clip here from that he had with Tucker right here. Let, let's let's watch it right. Well, before I before I go re watch it, well, I'll finish reading the article first. So yeah. Wes also pr um, praised Tesla CEO Elon Musk, Musk, saying he would have him sleep in the White House. <laughs> Yep, that that joke right there. So, yeah, I think he's a great team player, and yes, he, he is. In Rome, they would bring all the most brilliant people and have them sit down to the point where their seats had a toilet in them. Like people would not even get up to use the bathroom. West told Carlson, they would I, I, ideate what the, about what they society needed. They would invent new things and put it all on the wall. That like that's a good thing. That's a good thing that a lot of people would come together and, and do that kind of stuff. It truly is. What I would do is pull together all my favorite thinkers and we would invest. That's why I was happy that you 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 saw some of the inventions right there. Wes said, "If I had said that before you drank the coffee, and some might joke and say you are drinking the Kool Aid." <laughs> good pun, man. Well, not really a pun, but you know what I'm trying to say. Before you saw the 3D print boot, a zero-waste 3D printed boot, if I said Nikola Tesla, you would probably shrug that off. I think it's insane for an administration to not use a talent like Elon Musk more. Well, kind of he's not being used, at least by the U.S. Um, I'm not sure. If, I think I'm not going to say that. I, I can't say that right here. I don't want my channel getting in trouble, but... Yeah, getting in trouble. It's kind of so. Yeah, Musk did not immediately respond to a request for comment from the Daily Caller News Foundation. Nor should he. Like, I think he pro he probably will see this and like um and just laugh at it. He that's all he's probably just doing right now. 
So he's probably just sitting back in his, in his rocking chair and just just giggling in, at, at the comments. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go watch this video that um, Kanye did with Tucker. Let, let's get the full idea right here. Come on. For us. So if you... Come on, give me a second. Okay, the screen's not coming big, becoming big, so I'll just play it on the small screen right here, like the first one. For us. So if you Google Kanye West or yay, one of the first words to appear, and in fact, a word that appears in virtually every story is crazy or mentally ill or bipolar, or struggling with mental illness, et cetera, et cetera. The theme is always the same. The guy's a nut. Don't listen to him. And of course, we're suspicious of that because through history in the Soviet Union, for example, yep. claims of mental illness were always a way to make dissident voices be quiet. Don't listen. He's a lunatic. And so we asked Ye directly about yeah. this, about his very public struggles with manic behavior, yeah. his hospitalization for exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And he gave a remarkable answer and a believable yep. one. And he said, the life I was being forced to live was mm -hmm. driving me crazy. Mm -hmm. I had achieved fame and fortune, and yet I was still not allowed to express what I really believed. That diminished me, and it drove me nuts. By the way, my marriage was falling apart. Yep. And those two facts were interconnected. Uh -huh. Listen to him describe the effect on him as a man, not just on his mental health, but on his dignity mm -hmm. of being told he couldn't say what he really thought. Yep. It drove me crazy to not be able to say that I like Trump. Yeah. It drove, because think about it, it's me. Imagine me not being able to say what I wanted. Mm -hmm. What was the point of being famous? What was the point of having you know millions of people love your music? What was the point of having a voice if you can't even use your own voice and connect it to your own opinions? Yep. <laughs> That's where the disconnect happened. That's where the, quote, um, mm -hmm. I think wrongly, uh, 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 wrongly diagnosed. That's where the bipolarity is. Mm -hmm. Because huh. you got Inter something mm, you're thinking, but you're told you're not allowed to say it mm. in public. Well, I never actually told people that I like Trump hmm. when he was running because I was bullied by Hollywood because I stayed in Hollywood and people were like, think about your kids and I'm trying to hold on to the marriage. Yep. So I'm just biting my tongue. Like there's so many fathers and mothers that go to work every day and they're in a situation where they're biting their tongue yep. because they think it will be better. Yes for their children. That's right. So even me in my position, mm -hmm. I was biting my tongue on my political opinion yeah. because I thought it would be better for my children. And now you look up and my kids are going to a school that teaches black kids a complicated Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa doesn't, mm. you know, so yeah. they don't teach even Christmas itself, Christmas. They don't teach it at Sierra Canyon. And what they do is take all of the celebrities the actors, the basketball players, and they throw them in this one school and they indoctrinate the kids. Yeah. So wow. my son's yeah. psalm is 100%. brilliant. So right now they're looking to figure out how to indoctrinate him mm -hmm. to make him be another part of the system. Yeah. I have a choir at my school. So uh, right now, We've come to a compromise, but I'm not finished because I don't compromise. But we come to a compromise when my kids go to my school after school and they learn choir. 
I sat there with my son and he came and he said, why do I need to sing? I don't even go to your school. So imagine a 16 year old version of that guy, a 26 year old version of that guy where the father doesn't have say so of what the kids are watching, what the kids are wearing, what the kids are eating, who the kids are hanging out with. Ray Kurzweil said, we have the information needed to have a human utopia, but we're led by the least noble, most greedy people. Mm-hmm. There's a solution that can bring happiness to so many more people. I even had this idea about you know, the connection of big pharma to farms mm. by having localized farms. With more localized farms, you can use less pesticides. If you have less pesticides, then you have less diseases. Yep, you do. And have Big Pharma invest in the local farms. And they'll actually make more money. (laughs) I'm not one of the people that go up and say, hey, I want to stop anybody from making money. The people that make money and the powers that be, I am your true Nikolai Tesla. Yep. And I'm not even a scientist. What do you think of Elon Musk? Do you know him? Very well. Yeah. Scientists. What do you think of Elon Musk? Oh, that, thing, that just happened Very well. right there. Sorry about that, guys. What's your take on him? You said that because I said Tesla? I did, yeah. It's just the first thing that popped and, that and that everyone's always like, oh, Elon's got these answers. I think he's a great I think he's a great team player. You know, like that guy said that about uh, uh, about Ray Kurzweil and Utopia. You know, in Rome, they would bring all the most brilliant people and have them sit down to the point where their seats had a toilet in them. Like people would not even get up <laughs> yeah. to use the bathroom. And they would ideate about what society needed. And they'd yeah. invent new things and they'd put it all up on the wall. And uh, Donda, before it was a school, uh, is a, a design firm. And what I would do is pull together all my favorite thinkers and we'd invent. That's why I was happy that you saw two of the inventions right there. Mm. You know, because now it's like if I had said that before you drank the coffee, um, and some might joke and say you're drinking the Kool-Aid, but <laughs> before you drank the coffee and before you saw the 3D printed uh, boot, um, zero waste 3D printed boot, uh, if I said Nikolai Tesla, you'd probably, uh, you could have you smugged that off. I, you know... I think it's I think it's yeah. insane for an administration to not use a talent like Elon Musk more. Yeah. Like, like kinda can't if really I was say in a, why, but uh, yeah. oh, once I am, I, I will eventually be president before you know in my lifetime. Um, <laughs> but if I was in the uh, in office right now, I would be meeting, I'd be calling Elon every day. I'd have them sleeping in the White House. I'd say, how do we use our platform as the most influential, comp- uh, that's a 40 and slip, the most influential country in the world to show the rest of the world how to live a simplified life. But our country is under attack. Oh, it is. And media and industries outside of our country are doing anything 
to keep it as it was. And everyone's just afraid. God is love. And I understand I come off scary sometimes because I'm like, I'm going to protect my kids. I'm going to protect my reputation. I'm going to protect my brand. And there's times when you have to pull the guns out. You have to pull the swords out. You have to have righteous indignation as a Christian for everyone that ever said, I can't get mad because I'm a Christian. As a Christian, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand how you can work and be so successful and influential in the music business and the fashion industry, the two most liberal businesses probably in the world, as a professing Christian with a pro-life badge on. How does that work? I always think whenever I think uh, whenever God allows a, a brilliant idea to channel through me and allows me to somehow, you know, take credit for it. Um, I always snicker at the fact that um, with liberals, their main, you know, their main tool is you know, that they use our artists and influence influencers, right? Yeah. But then God has the number one artist and the number one influencer as a conservative. So I always yeah. chuckle at that. Mm-hmm. Every time I come up with some brilliant, <laughs> I'm like, could you imagine if, you know, they could have just indoctrinated, yay. You know, the world could have just uh, totally been uh, <laughs> ran into the hole Um, and there's times there's battles that the devil had won but the devil's a defeated foe like for me to have gone from jesus walks to you're such a hoe i love it you know that's man that deviation from the path so i I mean i love that question because i really every time i just it just it just tickles me you know like that the very thing that liberals use the most of they don't have the best person at it I mean, do you talk to other people in your business, you know, who are successful in music industry, the fashion mm-hmm. business, um, who secretly agree with you? Yeah, there's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there of people. probably are a lot. People. I mean, probably Tommy figure love Trump. Uh, let me see who are. I got to think of all the other uh, Trump. I'm not even going to use the term Trump supporter. Right. Because that's. Yeah. Why don't people say a Hillary supporter or a Biden supporter. This is just, yeah. you know. If it uses just the term conservative, uh, conservative or yeah, liberal. Yeah, there's a lot of people. You, you know, what? Use that, you know uh, people in my business uh, who love Trump? Businessmen. <laughs> people who love money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, people who love money, people who actually like being successful and, you know, and that ran into the ground. Like, those are some of the people. Speak for a moment with West, and he is very likely, in fact, almost certain to tell you about his faith, his belief in God. That's what drives him. He often says it, and he can explain it and explain why. Most people in public don't talk like this. vast majority of people won't. But yeah, like that that was really interesting. Like um, Kanye was just trying to um, defend his perspective and defend himself, and like he did. Like I said... I, I'm actually a big fan of Kanye, like like him and and, and um Candace Owens, like um that shirt they wore. Uh, like I said, I can't say what the name of the shirt says, but um if you're watching the video form of this um this um podcast, you you can clearly see what it was. 
Sorry if you guys are watching the audio. You won't know what it is. Well, if you got, you can just go look it up easily. I'm just not going to say what it said because I just don't want my show getting in trouble, like I said multiple times. So, yeah. All right, now let's move on to the final topic to, of today because um, I got I got some more I got stuff to do later tonight as well. So yeah, let me get right into it. Okay, one last article coming from Breitbart. <laughs> Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen is back at it in the news again. <laughs> the corrupt um, former Trump lawyer and yeah. The guy who literally said that, oh, Trump told him to do all this bad stuff, even though the, this guy was clearly doing it on his own, which um, shows how corrupt he is. So, yeah. And the fact that he also lied to Congress under oath, too. So that tells you a whole lot right there. Mm-hmm. Michael Cohen. Um, and this is, the, this is the, ti- the title of the article. Michael Cohen. Trump is legitimately a cult leader. From coming from a certain perspective, it is MAGA in a lot of ways is a cult, is a cult in a lot of ways it is. Guess what? It's actually something much it's compared to what the left um 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 Antifa dudes are. This, and MAGA is much better. It's not, or the leftist people too. MAGA is much better and it's actually much more free and open too than 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 the left is too. Yeah, yeah. Former President Trump lawyer Michael Cohen said Sunday on MSNBC's. Velishi, Velishi, uh, okay, that former President Donald Trump was legitimately a cult leader. Like I said, he's MAGA. Trump is the leader of MAGA, and in a little, in kind of a little ways, it MAGA is a cult, but but it's actually some, but it's a much better cult than it is from the left. <laughs> Ancient Al Ali Velishi. I'm hope I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Said, I want to ask you about something weird going. on going on at Trump rallies. Really? They are now playing music that sounds very much like the oh, Q QAnon music. Okay, yeah, QAnon. Oh god. God, I, I now I wish I hadn't said that because now this um is going to be shadow banned as hell, but still though. And people are are giving a weird salute with your finger. <laughs> wow. You're literally going that far Cohen. It seems cultish and stuff like that. Go back to your history with them. You have seen them flirt with this stuff over the years. What is happening here? Listen, Cohen, guess what? You were supposed to be in prison for many years. But guess what? Because of C-19, they let you out early. And when you let out early, got let out early you start going on CNN or, or an MSNBC more, a lot more. So, yeah, that, that tells me how how trustworthy you are, man. That just tells me a whole lot. Cohen said, if you sat sat Donald in this chair and asked him to talk to you about QAnon, he could not. Why? Because he knows nothing about QAnon. Why should he know anything about QAnon? QAnon is a joke in my in my view. At least to me, QAnon is a joke. It's a whole bunch of um, odd people that, that are just throwing out a whole bunch of bull crap. That's all it is. So, yeah. However, what does he know? What he does know is that they support him very much at the old statements of David Duke, which I don't know anything about David Duke. Really? Sure you do. Do you know what the the Ku Klux Klan when it was? Do you know about the Ku Klux Klan when it was formed? No. Well, here's Cohen. You do realize that Ku Klux Klan was founded by Democrats. Just take just take that in. Just think more about it. He does not know about QAnon. Nothing. 
So no one should know, but no one should care about QAnon at all. The problem is he knows that these people support him. So that is enough for him. Guess what? All you're, you're supposed to have support. That's your goal. That's all he cares about. He is legitimately a cult leader. He does not care about you as an individual. Not true, Cohen. What you should stand for as long as what you stand for is him. Look, Cohen, you lied under Congress under oath. So why should we trust you? Guess what? You were acting for your own self. Own self. You were not acting out for Trump and what he wanted. No, you were doing stuff that only benefited you. That's all. Guess what? No one told you to lie. You lied on your own to Congress. No one told you to do this or that or this or that. You did it all on your own, buddy. You dug your own hole. No one trusts you. Yeah. So let's watch this video right here. I, I, want, to, I want to watch this right here. I, I just do. In his mind. Let me see if... Oh, I got the big screen up for this one. So that's good for this time. Right? Let's watch this. In his mind, it's an alter ego. It's John Bannon. I got I got uh, less than a minute left, but I want to ask you about something weird that's been going on at Trump rallies now. They're playing music that sounds very much like the QAnon music, and people are just because it sounds similar to it does not mean it is finger, the same music. Uh, that that it, like it, it seems cultish and stuff like that. Go, go back in your history with him. You've seen him flirt with this stuff over the years. What, what what's happening here? Okay, if you sat Donald in this chair and asked him to talk to you about QAnon, he couldn't. Why? Because he knows nothing about QAnon. However, what he does know is that they support him, very much like the old statements of David Duke. And he said, I, I don't know anything about David Duke. Sure you do. Do you know about the Ku Klux Klan when it was formed? Yada, yada. No, he doesn't know when QAnon was formed. Nothing. The problem is he knows that these people support you him. Shouldn't, and who so cares about QAnon? Why do you guys care about QAnon? About. For real, he why do you care? Legitimately no one should care about leader. it. He doesn't care about you as an individual. He doesn't care what you stand for, as long as what you stand for is him. Michael Cohen, you and I are going to... Like I said, this that dude that dude doesn't know what he's talking about. The guy is a liar, proven liar. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, I don't know why anyone listens to Cohen or why anyone trusts him. So, no one should care. And plus, um, Jim Jordan embarrassed him um, when he went to the hearings a few years ago, if you guys remember that. So it was right before they tried to impeach Trump the first time. It was really stupid. <laughs> Guy was a complete idiot. <laughs> All right, now, guys, I'm going to wrap this episode up right here because I, I got some stuff to do right after this. Um, I'm actually I'm thinking about I think I think I'm going to do something live on YouTube. I'm going to try to. I don't know if I will be able to uh, it won't be a podcast i'm gonna try to do something on youtube so yeah <laughs> all right guys make sure to like this video subscribe to me here on rumble and, and subscribe to me on and follow me on all the other uh, social media platforms and also follow me on all the podcast platforms as well because i'm just trying to grow my brand and just trying to expand expand this to get my word out even faster all right <clears throat> i'm ray the host of the ray infinity show podcast this has been episode number 72 Catch you guys later. Peace.